Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Chris Britton. This is episode 210, so let's go. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today, and by joining me in the studio, I mean like literally right next to me for the first and hopefully not the only time, is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, man? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So this episode's going to be a little bit different. Because we're not going to go into segments like we do sometimes. This is a post-Origins wrap-up, so it might be a little bit shorter than it normally is. Uh, but we are going to go through our whole Origins experience, the people we met, what we did, that kind of stuff. And uh, we're going to go through a little bit of news while it's in there. So I'm going to go ahead and just play this. <laughs> You go ahead and start us off and tell the story. With Wednesday? With Is Wednesday. Want to start? Yeah, let's go. Fly in to Indianapolis. Yes. I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. to get to the airport with a layover in Minneapolis. And then finally, at like 12.30, I get here in Indianapolis. And there he is, a knight in shining armor in a tan whatever it was. <laughs> So uh, you drive up and if you go to Origins. Yeah, if you didn't know this, yeah. if you, this is your first episode of Dial H. Uh, Calder and I have never actually met each other in real life. So the first time that we ever met each other was me picking him up. At the airport. At the airport. Yeah. So we jumped in the car, immediately drove from Indianapolis over to Columbus, Ohio, which is where Origins Game Fair is always held. And then... We Stop. stopped at the hotel first Yeah. to get in, you know, get registered, make sure we knew where the room is and everything. And then immediately flew over to Origins. Origins. Oh, yeah. Which was uh, an hour of standing in line to find out that by the time I actually get to the front, I've already pre-registered. And I got 10 bucks off. <laughs> I did not. So, I mean, I had to buy my stuff anyway, but it wasn't a big deal. So, uh, actually, the as far as comparing Origins to a lot of other conventions and stuff, like I've been like Comic-Cons and things like that for, it was like a five-day badge. It was... Still only like 70 Only 70 bucks. Yeah, 70 bucks, which is actually pretty cheap compared to some of these other places that I've been to. Yeah, I, mean, I paid that for a three-day badge, which had a lot less going on at that convention, comparatively. So, as always, Origins is actually really well put together. It's or well organized. There's people everywhere that are working for Origins, uh, like customer service reps that you can walk up to and ask, like, where's this at, and can you point me to this? And they always are really helpful. So that's always really appreciated. Um, WizKids ended up having a huge section of the game hall, like they always do, because not only... Now, I know some of you don't know this, but WizKids actually makes more games than Heroclix. What? I know, right? Uh, so, we had... Uh, there was, I don't know, some game named Dice Masters or whatever. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> um, and um, a couple other things going on, uh, but why don't you tell us about Thursday? 
Wait, no, this is Wednesday, right? When this we got is there. Wednesday. Yeah, still, yeah. before still Wednesday. Before the really cool stuff happened. Before, yeah, before it went crazy. Wednesday, we just decided that it was best to uh, not wait in line like crazy for con exclusives, so we both picked up a Blackbird and a Batman Jim Gordon, which is really cool. So we had to get those for cheap. And by cheap, I mean $115, but cheaper than anything you guys are going to pay for them. Sorry. Yeah. Well, okay, so two Blackbirds apiece. Two Blackbirds apiece. And, oh, and, yeah. And Jim Gordon. Yeah. So that added up to $115, but, um, and then after that, we just kind of loitered all day that day. Pretty much. We were just like hanging around and watching people and talking to people and stuff like that. Hall B wasn't open, so um, we didn't do that. Yeah, we didn't get to go into Hall B. Yeah. A and C were open, and we walked around and loitered there too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we did get to meet a lot of people that we'd never met before. That is true. People that never knew anything about Dial H. So we got to hopefully bring in uh, new listeners. A few new listeners. Uh, And if you're listening to this, we love you. uh, Thanks. Yeah. So welcome to Dial H. Yeah. Um, It's podcast. But that's about all we did that night. That was, yeah. That was it. So. And then a guy offered us Domino's Pizza and went to our hotel room. Don't forget that guy. I try to forget that guy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that was that was Wednesday. It wasn't super exciting. On to oh. Thursday. Thursday is when stuff started actually going down. So, what what was probably your favorite part of Thursday? So Thursday was oh that wasn't Nationals. Thursday was all day Battle Royales. That was awesome. I really enjoyed Battle Royales. They're one of my favorite formats in HeroClix. If you have good polls and everything, I did not. Although I did get to play against a lot of cool people. I got to play against Edward Shelton. I made him bleed his own blood, as he would say, as he would tell you. Uh, Chris had a lot better luck at Battle Royales. What I got for my winnings at Battle Royales, getting third one time and then second twice, were just ID cards, which, albeit they're still good, Mr. Freeze and Banshee are really good ID cards. But, Chris, what did you get at your Battle Royales? So, on Thursday, and I got some more different stuff on uh, on Friday, but on Thursday, I ended up walking away with not one, but two Lockjaws, which was sweet. Uh, it was sweet. I won $300 minimum. How sweet is that? <laughs> so, um, Lucky me. Both of those, obviously, were first place uh, wins in those Battle Royales. No, I think, one, no one passed on Lockjaw. They're like, yeah, I don't need him. Yeah, Whatever. No, um, I'm going to Harley Quinn ID card. <laughs> so um, I can't remember what I placed in the other ones, but I know that I walked away with an Infinity Super Rare, and the other one, I think, was just bunk. I didn't walk away with anything cool now. I think I played a total of four that day. Um, once again, I just I spent a little bit of time uh, trying to do stuff for the community, for you guys, taking pictures of... The previews that WizKids had set out. Do we want to talk about the display case? Really yeah, quick? the display case. Okay. Go for it. So on the display case, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the only thing new that we saw was a super rare Alopex on the first day, which was really cool, I guess. It, it was a different sculpt, at least. It wasn't another sculpt reuse of Alopex. What else was in the display case for Batman? I believe it was the Minotaur. It was Baby Doll. It was... Joker as Santa Claus. Uh, I think that was actually put in there the second day. Second day. Uh, On the first day, though, we got to see the starter set. And we could actually look behind the starter set. Now, you've probably already heard this or seen it on Facebook, but the starter is going to have four maps. And they're not just normal maps. They're going to be special map terrains with new rules. You're actually paying for a special thing that happens on the map. And if you don't win map, you get a consolation prize. And we'll probably go into this a little bit later. 
Yeah, no, it, it's really cool. I think that this starter set is really shaping up to be a fantastic starter set. And then uh, the rest of what was in the display case was actually kind of unimpressive. It was just some... It was all stuff we've seen before. It was stuff we've seen before, yeah. but from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Unplugged. They had that rare Nova out of all the Avengers yeah, that was really pieces. That was really weird. There was just a random rare Nova in. Yeah, like, I think they did Shell that for fun. Yeah, I think so. Too. They just put it in there because they thought it was funny or something. But uh, yeah, we didn't get to see any of those uh, particular dials or anything that day. But some of that'll come up later, uh, which I, we. I mean. It was good that they put the stuff out there that they did, but generally speaking, it wasn't like crazy. Uh, we did determine that a few of those were actually super rares. Like the Minotaur is a super rare, as well as Grey Ghost. Grey, yeah, Grey Ghost and, and then Baby Doll. Baby Doll, but we kind of knew already knew about Baby yeah. Doll. We knew of the sculpt that's of Grey true. Ghost, but, but we didn't know that it was a super rare. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then as Origins was going on, they added a couple more pieces to it, so it confirmed. Some more stuff. You just we can go into that now. Yeah, sure. So, um, in addition to those super rares, they added the uh, was it the DD? No, is that the that, DD that, was there? That was uh, confirmed to be a super rare. Confirmed so to be a super, that's no, gonna be. Uh, I don't think DD is a super rare. Is it rare? Maybe it's. Maybe rare. it's a rare. Yeah. So that um, certainly sounds like it's a rare. Oh, we gotta connect to the awesome. Internet. Yeah, I know. Uh, so. Uh, I can't remember exactly what else was in there, but we did get to see uh, a Joker, so Santa Joker? Santa Joker, and he must have some kind of crazy dial. So it was obviously on a KO click, how they like to just anger you so much with righteous fury that they aren't on their top click, and you can't see what the character does right away. But since he was on the KO click, you could actually see that he has 11 clicks left. So he either has 11 clicks of life or a split dial. Because on one side, you could see like a green speed power. So you could see charge on the left side. And on the other side, you would see a special white box power. So the Santa Claus Joker either has 11 clicks of life or some kind of shenanigans are going to be going on. And I love it so much. Uh, another super rare is actually the Phantasm. So that was confirmed. And Phantasm also has the Mystics team ability. Yes. My, my guess is it's probably going to be one of the only characters in the set with the Mystics team ability. So, because it's a Batman set, I almost guarantee you there's not going to be that much reduction. Uh, defensive powers in the set, four sealed. Uh, my prediction is it's actually going to be a really solid piece to pull in sealed. Absolutely. Um, so, some of these pictures are, are going to be immediately up on Twitter and on Facebook when you listen to this, if you haven't already seen them. So, go and follow the Dial H Facebook page, as well as follow us at, on uh, Twitter at Dial H for Hero Clicks. Um, I did post some more stuff like uh, the Lock Dog, Lock Jaw, the Lock Dog, yeah, <laughs> the Lock Jaw uh, stuff. Uh, but then here's one thing that I did want to um, put out there. So we got a, a tweet from one of our listeners, our man from Finland, Tiamu, and he asked um, for a little bit of help as far as distribution problems that were going on over in Europe and he wanted to know if I could speak to WizKids representatives while we were there about them. I went ahead and did that. I went and sought out a couple of the people and kept asking around from the WizKids booth on who do I need to speak to about what's going on over in Europe. I ended up, like long story short, I ended up getting to speak to 
a WizKids representative that's part of the marketing team. His name is Christopher Wilson, of which I put a picture up on Twitter of contact information because uh, we have always been complaining that there's it's very, very difficult to get a hold of WizKids. You can tweet at them. You can ask them messages on Facebook, and we just do not get responses from them. So he gave me his business card, and on the business card, there is an email address. He said that they always, they multiple people have access to this email address. So that being said, this is basically um, your way to kind of show whether they are really good at PR or really bad. So press, P-R-E-S-S, at whizkids.com is the email that you can email WizKids directly. And since he said that multiple people have access and check this email, there is no reason that they should not be answering your emails. So if they don't answer your emails, kind of proves what we've been saying this whole time. So also, I would like to point out that um, speaking to this gentleman, uh, I got a few answers for a question, a few questions, and then I kind of dropped the fact. I was like, I don't know if you know me, but I'm Chris from Dial H for Heroclix. And he's like, oh yeah, we've heard of you guys. And I was like, okay, kind of knew that. And then which my next question was immediately, uh, yeah, I just we didn't know if you guys were kind of blackballing us or not since we don't ever hear anything from you. And then he looked me right in the face and he's like, no, no, we're not blackballing you. So I don't really want to go into what I do for a living, but I literally get paid to detect people lying to my face. This was a lie, okay? <laughs> he was not telling me the truth. They knew who we were, and then he was just doing a classic PR move of uh, trying to mitigate what he had just said to backpedal into the fact that he wouldn't put himself in a corner. So that being said, uh, just take that information and go with that as far as you getting a hold of WizKids in the future. Maybe they will get a hold of you. Maybe they won't. All this time, Calder was in national, so he didn't get Yeah, a- I was just losing hardcore like a boss. So I guess to go into a little bit about nationals, it started at 10 a.m., that's normally when they like to get these WizKids events going, when the registry starts and actually fully start at 11. Let me pull up my team for you guys here. So I was running a team. I really didn't want to run. So my original team for Nationals was uh, something me and Alex Kuz, uh, he didn't help me with it. I'm just saying he would really like this team since we both really like Lex Luthor. I wanted to run Lex Luthor, God of Apocalypse, two Groots, and then a, what was it, Iceman ID card and a Storm ID card for two different Pulse Wave call-ins. And I have to thank a listener, Chris from Canada, who actually sent me both those figures, but I never got their ID cards, so I wasn't able to actually take them with me to Origins. But the team I did run, so I actually practiced with that team a lot. It beat all my other teams I planned. And then I actually took it out to Sioux Falls, where one of our listeners, Lucas Van Holland, is there. And he's an amazing player. I did not expect to win against him. I just didn't want to get trounced in like two turns against him, especially for Lex Luthor. So I decided to change up just completely everything about my team. He actually helped me make this team instead. So what I was running, this was my Nationals team. So if you guys want to run this team and lose like I did, go for it. (laughs) I ran Shredder Clone, 75 points with, sorry, 85 points, because he also had the Ocean Resurrection. I ran Captain America, so Sam Cap at 70 points. The Boxing Ring at 5 points. Then I had Overdrive for 35 points. And because I couldn't find a single giant girl anywhere, I ran a Enchanted Crowbar. So 
literally at 12 a.m. the night before nationals, we actually hanged out with, we hung out with Mr. Clicksplix and his wife, which is super awesome. They were amazingly cool people, and we, he helped me run some teams. It wasn't until I actually calculated the team later, I realized I was 17 points off. Oh, and if you're wondering where my other like 100-something points went, I just borrowed one of this dude's lock jaws, since he had two and they're burning a hole in his pocket, and it was better than any other choice I had. Lockjaw never died, by the way. For Collins, I had Chambers, Cyclops, Professor X, and Jubilee, so that was 296 points. I would always, always exchange the Enchanted Crowbar with a uh, giant girl, like in a heartbeat. The first game was actually really close, but I don't remember at all what it was. Like, at all. It was, it was X-Men. Oh, he kept running away the entire time. That's what it was. So Chris actually watched most of this game. The guy was kind of just sidestepping around his area. And I know he can't alpha strike me, but I can actually alpha strike him. But he chose a map that was really not good for my team, as you should do when you're playing at a high level tournament. So I was actually able to kill one of his Wolverines in one turn. Then I killed another Cyclops. And then it was downhill from there. The only reason, I actually had this guy on the ropes when I finally had him cornered and was dealing massive damage to this X-Men team, time was called and last action happened. The only, I, I personally believe the only reason I lost is because rounds were only 40 minutes. And having only a 40 minute round when you are constantly practicing to do at least 45 to 50 minute rounds with Heroclix can really throw your internal clock off. And I did not know they were doing 40, 40 minute rounds until like after everything happened. So you're supposed to play six games, I believe, and then they cut. I played three, I lost all three. Uh, some games I got zero points. So I decided to, you know, I wussed out. I'm gonna be completely honest. It was, it was total slog fest. There was no chance of winning. And even though uh, it's always good to play against better players, you just get so tired, you wanna put some dirty franks in your mouth. Oh, wait, that was just a really bad segue. <laughs> So, as people do when they go to conventions and they're there all day, we got hungry in the midday. So, I looked up, like, where to go to eat in uh, Columbus, and I found this restaurant. It's called <laughs> Dirty Frank's Hot Dog Palace. Oh, yeah. Which ended up being, like, one of the best places ever, honestly. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it's really just, it's just a hot dog restaurant, but they prepare hot dogs in like a hundred different ways and I ended up getting this hot dog called the Wonelli that was a hot dog with brisket and barbecue sauce on top of it and it was so good and I was like dude and for two bucks they uh a ton of fries oh my, oh god, my god it was so much food for like six bucks or something like that so it was amazing it was yeah it was fantastic it was so good that we actually ended up going back twice baby yeah oh yeah <laughs> Um, I, I bought one of their hats, which is weird because I never have been in the, one of those situations where I'm like, man, I love this place so much, I want to buy their apparel. Well, that changed this trip. Yep. It was it was legitimate. And Calder got a, a shirt. T-shirt. It was one of the cheapest t-shirts I've ever bought. It was like 16 bucks. What did it say? Unheard, that's unheard of. Nothing keener than our wiener. <laughs> Dirty Frank's Hot Dog Palace. It was amazing. So it was amazing. If you're ever in the Columbus area or next year, when you go to Origins, you should definitely go there. Support a local establishment rather than eating it like a uh, major chain like everyone likes to do. Uh, but uh, So, go back to... Actually, I, I did want to go back to this. 
the night before nationals when you said that we were you were workshopping your team with Mr. Clicksflix, which by the way, go check out his YouTube channel, Mr. Clicksflix. Um, it turns out this is really just coincidence. We knew that we were gonna hook up with Mr. Clicksflix while we were while we were over there, but we didn't know exactly how. And uh, we went out to eat with him and his wife, but then we found out that their hotel was like a five minute walk from our, our hotel. hotel. So as soon as we're like, what, wait, really? Then we just walked over to their hotel and Calder and him played. Uh, played Heroflix. Yeah. Man. It was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that happened. And then uh, why don't you fast forward to the end of Nationals? What happened? The end of Nationals? Yes. So you want to talk about like who won Nationals and yeah. everything like that? Yeah. So the Nationals, I can actually read off the top 16. I posted the legit, you know. 100% legit top 16 on Facebook. So, number one was Ness Calder. No, sorry. The top <laughs> seed was actually Daniel Powell. And then it goes, I'm just going to keep reading all the names down for top 16. Jonathan Foster, Chad Birdsall, Kenji Kaneshiro, I'm sorry if I butcher your name, Warren Jin, Abdul Manrakim, Steve DiCarlo, Tyler Spees, Lane Miller, Kent Munson, Isaac Arnold Berkovitz, David Carter, Love, oh sorry, Mika Love, Jacob Roan, Matthew Irachunos, I'm sorry, it kind of actually cut off some of his name, and then Patrick Fraser. Fraser, ah, come on, Fraser. <laughs> I don't know if anybody understands that. So the overall winner was Isaac Arnold Berkowitz, and if you don't know this, he's like 13 or 12. Dude, I don't even think he's 13. He might be like 11. He's super young, but he's really, really good at the game. Like, yeah. he excels incredibly at Hero Clicks. He's like a savant. Yeah. Of I'd Hero Clicks. So. Like a child prodigy of Hero Clicks. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's actually pretty insane. It's also got to be a little bit demoralizing when, like, people that have been playing the game for so long. Like, longer, literally longer than he's been alive, and then he wins. Because the game is actually older than he is as a, as a kid. So his team, he was actually the number seven seed. His team was Clone Shredder with the Ocean Resurrection, Star Fox, the 80-point chase, Sam Cap at 70 points, two giant girls, think one was main set, one was fast forces. Then he had a Carnage, Mjolnir, Boxing Ring for five points. Then he had 18 points in ID cards, which was Chamber, Professor X, Jean Grey, and Wolverine. Which is a lot of money on a team. It's actually. a lot of money on a team. <laughs> and I can't say that really either because I had Lockjaw on my team. That was just dumb luck, though. I had Lockjaw on the team. I had Sam Cap on the team. I had Shark Shalom. And I borrowed a lot of ID cards. I don't, I don't like Cyclops that much. So I don't buy a Cyclops ID card. But for meta, it's kind of a must-have. So I don't blame anybody. So even though if it's a lot of money on your team, it just at the end of the day, it comes down to he's a really good player. Just period. So after Nationals was over, um, at about 7 p.m. is when WizKids were holding a fan appreciation like little panel, and they had a slideshow, which apparently, by the way, they did not have access to the light. Yeah. That, so. like, we were in the middle of this uh, projector screen, wonderful, sitting Super in the Super dark, dark room. Incredibly yeah. dark room. And in the middle of it, the Just, lights come on, and then they stay uh, on the rest of the fan appreciation panel. So, um, And like vampires, the second it comes up, we're all... Yeah, everyone ah, in the room was like, oh, why? It burns us. <laughs> so, 
So I did post a bunch of pictures on uh, Twitter for that as far as the pictures that I was taking during the sideshow. Um, we did get dials, and we're not going to go into the dials this week. We're going to save so a lot of uh, – and there's more that's coming. There's a lot. There's a if lot. If you've been on Facebook or Twitter all day – this weekend, you've seen a ton of spoilers from the Batman animated series. Set. We will explain why you're getting all of those here in, a just, in just a second. But during the panel, we did get the Flash and the Super Rare Prime Hard Act Batman. Now, we knew that those were actually in the set. They already had shown the sculpts for them, but we got the full dials. We will go into those later. Uh, the Batman animated uh, slide had, uh, what is it, ink? Ink, yep. Ink DD, actually the um, Zeta robot yep. from the Batman Beyond set. Leslie Tompkins. And, and, yeah. and good then old, good old Batman that we already spoiled Batman from. Beyond. Batman Beyond. Yeah. Uh, Terry from last week, I believe. Uh, then there was another slide that was for the Secret Wars. And I believe we got, I think it's Archon. We got a Spider, Spider girl. girl. And then we have Vampire Captain Marvel. Marvel, which is awesome. Yeah, so all for that. Um, then we got uh, so, another slide. It was like, what is it, 1865? I actually own this comic, but it's a Battle World and Secret Wars. Yeah. And it's just Old West Avengers. So Iron Man has this steampunk suit, which looks awesome. We have a Red Wolf, who actually is like more of a cowboy, kind of wanderer looking dude. He's got a lasso and a real cool hatchet. And then we have uh, Gertrude and Old Lates. So we're going to be getting some more. I almost said run Young Avengers. Uh, they're Runaways. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and they did confirm while they were talking that Western is going to be Western like a sub theme. theme. Like it's not going to be a specific keyword, but yep. th like the idea of. And they mentioned they're like, well, in in the Elseworlds set, we gave you the High Noon Justice League members. But so they didn't have like. Wild West as a keyword. You know? Yeah, they just yeah. had past or whatever. So they're doing the same like Wild West theme for Marvel. For Marvel. So, yeah. So there's that. Then we got another slide, a slide that a lot of people are Went crazy super over excited about. Avengers one million. Uh, yeah, one million, million BC. BC. On the slide, we did get the Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme with the original. a sweet eye of Agamotto glowing on his chest. As well as the original Iron Fist, Iron Fist. which is uh, a bald female, which is pretty cool. So they mentioned a few of the other members, like Odin, but they kind of sidestepped around Ghost Rider having his mammoth. Yeah, yeah. They One of the people in the crowd actually asked if there were going to be any Colossals, and he did not answer that question. He completely nope. just went around that. My guess is... We might get Ghost Rider. We're not going to get that. We're awesome. not going to get the big mammoth, no. which would be awesome, but no. I think the reason why he didn't want to answer that is because he didn't want to disappoint anybody in the crowd, I, rather yeah. than he was really kind of holding out. Um, the next slide we got was from Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, I don't know a lot about Star Trek, so I can only guess what some of these are. We did get a uh, Patrick Stewart well, they always got to have a man sitting in a chair, Chris. Yeah, we, got, we have the Borg that are confirmed sitting in a chair. for this set, as well as a bunch of the... Man, I just don't remember any of their names. So, I don't know who this guy is, but he was dressed as Sherlock, which I think is really cool. Even like, I just like Sherlock Holmes, so even though he's some random Star Trek dude who thinks he's Sherlock for an episode or whatever, it looks cool. We got these two booger see-through dudes. One dude's holding like a spine. They look kind of neat. 
People know who these are. People know. I don't. So the next, yeah, I, we're just gonna move on because I don't know who yeah. a lot of these people are. But we, what's a Star Trek? What's a Star Trek? Man, there were. By the way, there were battle royales that were nothing but Star Trek, and there were some avid Star Trek players. Oh yeah, that were they there. were always over there, man. Which made me actually wonder while I was walking around, like, do these guys just play Heroflix for Star Trek, and they don't maybe they don't deal with any of the Marvel or DC or any of the other properties? They're just like, I'm here for Star Trek. Which they could be, but one of the biggest pieces of news that we actually got from this week, it was before Origins, we were getting, some of our listeners were sending us links oh, yeah, about this ton. set coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you talk so about it. I, I have wanna... it pulled up here. We had a ton of links on Facebook sent us that WizKids will release a new Marvel Hero Click set based on the characters from, drumroll please, no, no, drumroll, Earth X, yes, baby. So, created by Alex Ross and Jim Kruger for Marvel Comics, it's going to be released in February 2019. It will include a starter set, a booster brick, dice and token pack, which I'm totally buying, and a release date OP kit. Earth X was a dystopian universe, blah, 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 blah. It's got Inhumans, Asgardians, and the Avengers with some of the sub-themes that they name. Earth X starter set will include three heroes and three villains from the world of Earth X, as well as a double-sided map, a powers and abilities card, object tokens, terrain tokens, Dice character cards and a rule book, normal $25 price. The Earth X booster brick will include never before clicked characters and highly recognizable ones, including Spider Man, Venom, May Parker, is what they kind of have, Fancy Dan, The Skull, King Britain, Stegron, Clea, Sorcerer Supreme, Maddie Franklin, and Mr. Negative. The set includes 16 commons and a prime. 16 uncommons and a prime, 16 rares and a prime, 12 super rares, guess what, and a prime, 6 chases and 1 ultra chase, and 6 equipment objects included in the select figures and 5 figure boosters. So there's a little bit of speculation that the 6 chases are also going to have these 6 equipment objects, kind of like how all the character, all the chases in the Thor set and all the equipment equipment you know objects even though they still gave it to some of the other characters in that set the dice and token pack is going to be ten dollars and that is really about all it has to say about this without the normal the map's going to be 36 for 24 blah 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 but we did get some figures spoiled for us at the appreciation event and here they are so i'll be honest it's been a really long time since i've read earth x and while we were getting listeners that were sending us these links which we really appreciated oh yeah calder and i were actually looking at each other and going this isn't real like <laughs> th this is a really nice like people did some work into making this fabrication but we were convinced that it wasn't real yep. and then by the time we got the third one the third listener that had sent us something we're like holy crap this might actually be real and then when we were sitting there in the fan appreciation and they got to the slide that said Earth X, X, February 2019, we're like, oh, we looked at each other, and we're like, it's real. And then they spoiled, the next slide was um, a slide where it has Black Panther with Black Panther the having- carriage and mist yeah, affecting it. He, yeah. he has a panther face, face, which is fantastic. There is like a Hulk. Diaper Hulk, man. Diaper, Diaper Hulk, Hulk with uh, Bruce Banner writing. I think it's I think, Bruce Banner I think it's Bruce Banner writing on top of him. And then- Venom May Parker. Yeah, Venom May Parker. So that was all confirmed as really cool. And then it was confirmed by uh, the gentleman speaking that there was going to be an Inhumans sub-theme within the set. So there's going to be uh, 
secondary mutations, uh, terigenous mutations yep. for the Inhumans. So we did get a, a slide with four other sculpts on it, only one of which is one of those Inhumans, but uh, it's... Uh, Probably it is definitely not probably it's definitely Triton the coolest Triton oh, yeah ever made and we're talking about him with like the snake Water tail going on thing. it's it's awesome it's really awesome uh, we got He's super confirmed pretty much yeah pretty because he looks so cool there's so cool. it's almost guaranteed that yeah it'll be a super rare. we also got um, Hydra Hydra he actually confirmed that was gonna be a sub theme yeah the skull was a pretty big part of. The Earth X story, so that makes sense. Hydra being a big, pretty big thing. We got a new octopus head chick. It's, it's probably Madam Hydra. It's Madam Hydra. Yeah, we got a uh, homeless Spider-Man. I don't remember this. I remember Peter Parker being like fat, and then he puts on Spider-Man again. I don't remember this in a cloak Spider-Man looking guy. Looks completely different. And then we got another Minotaur sculpt. He actually said his name. I don't remember who. Uh, it that's is. Ox. That's Ox. Okay. Yeah. It's called Ox. He, I mean, he, he basically is a Minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's Ox, which has never been clicked before in Heroclix, and the first time that they made him is from the Earth X storyline. So that was weird, but okay. Now it was right after this slide that the lights came on. Right as blinded they, us. yeah, and blinded us right as they started going into information about the summer organized play for the X Men Days of Future Past, which includes the Tri Sentinel. Now, what's important about the Tri Sentinel was that if you do not do really well in your summer organized play, you will have the ability to buy the Tri Sentinel three months after the conclusion of the summer organized play. And just so you know, your store, if it's big enough, and if they decide to, they can order up to two Tri-Sentinels, which would be awesome. And uh, you'll be able to see why it might be kinda high in price until, of course, it's able to be purchased on shelves. So, another thing, <laughs> that is right when they went to the slide that had the dial for the Tri-Sentinel. Yep. And because it was so bleached out from the lights, the lights coming on, I couldn't take a picture of it. You couldn't make out anything from it. And he was up there reading it, and I was like, how are you even reading that right now? But yeah. after it was over, uh, we went up to them and were like, hey, can we take a picture of your computer screen for the Tri-Sentinel so I can put it online? And they're like, oh, we'll talk to our marketing team and we'll get that thrown up on Facebook here this weekend. And I'm like, okay. Sure. As of right now, us recording, which is Sunday afternoon, it is not up. But that is not to say that it won't be up this weekend. So I'm not, I'm not going to jump to the fact that they're liars yet, but we'll see. Um, now, to go back, because they did talk about the maps. Um, this is what we're gathering from this. The maps from the Batman animated series set, the ones where you can pay points to get a special effect because you're basically buying an environment. Uh, if you, say you pay five points and you lose map roll, I think this is how it works. It's the only yep. thing that really makes sense. If you lose map roll, you will still get what's considered or called a consolation effect and we did get a spoiled map from this weekend where it not only lists out what the special rules of paying for this particular map are, but then at the very bottom in big bold letters it says consolation colon and gives another effect at the bottom of it. So, um, Calder. 
So winning map, so this is one of the maps you're gonna find in the Batman starter set. It's plus five points, is welcome to my humble abode. At the beginning of the game, choose a friendly character that that character has free. Roll a d6, you may have this location. Yes, this character in this location. Yeah, make a range attack, then four squares, 10 attack, one damage. From the orange squares matching the result, damage dealt by this character's attack is penetrating. So that's a 10 attack with potentially one penetrating damage. If the character, there's a glare on this thing. This action, okay, if the character given this action is named the Joker, instead roll 2d6 and choose either d6 as the result. The attack can't target friendly characters, so you can't damage yourself if you want to pull some shenanigans off. Consolation, friendly characters named the Joker, modify attack value by plus one. The second plus five points to this map is my babies need their space. So this is Harley Quinn. At the beginning of the game, generate either a Bud or Lou bystander in your starting area. If your starting area force has a character named Harley Quinn, generate both instead. So Bud has probability control, but only during an opponent's turn. He also has blades and super senses with normal stats. They also, this is the first time we're seeing this printed, they have the autonomous set symbol on their, uh, their fist. So Bud and Lou are both autonomous, so that's really cool. Lou has poison. When he uses it, you may give him an action token. If you do, he deals penetrating damage when using poison this turn. The consolation for Harley Quinn's side of the map. At the beginning of the game, if your starting area has a character named Harley Quinn, generate a Bud or Lou bystander in your starting area. So you don't get both, you just get one or the other. I'm really liking where this is going. I expect there to be some really cool effects. And quite honestly, Calder and I were talking about this earlier. But I'm surprised that this has never been made before. Oh, yeah. Especially with all the, not only Battlefield conditions from the past, which is kind of like this, and then the normal special rules that maps have. I think it was only a matter of time. That and special terrain, I think, is what finally pushed WizKids to make this. Yeah, so it's going to be really cool, I think, I hope. And on the back of the Batman starter, it said that it comes with four maps, so two two-sided maps. I expect at least a couple, but maybe all four, to have these special uh, optional price points that you can add to your team for five points or ten points. They will probably be varying levels of point value based off of the level of power that it brings to your team. So I'm really anxious to see what those could possibly turn out to be. Uh, past that... Uh, oh, at the end of the fan appreciation thing, there was a lot of, there was a, they called it a raffle, but it's not a raffle. It, it was, was trivia. It was trivia. Um, but they were passing out prizes based off of ans asking a trivia question and whoever raised their hand first and then they'd answer them. Uh, we didn't get anything. Nope. Except for the last uh, question, which was the very last question. The guy came up and he's like, all right, last question, Kite Man. And half the room erupts in, hell, hell yeah. yeah! And we're like, there it is. Yeah. So we, did, we didn't get anything, but... That was a special moment for me yeah. to have that happen. It was beautiful. And a, a few of the people behind us were like, what is this even... What? What? That wasn't even a question. So I pulled up who's Kite Man. Kite Man? Yeah, who's Kite Man? I pulled it up real quick and then showed them a, like Google images. And they're like, oh, this all makes sense now. And then they were like, hell yeah. yeah. So that was a thing. Now, one of the best things that we got to do this trip was definitely meet some of our listeners, our fans, 
and we really appreciated that. But what happened after the fan appreciation thing for us was definitely a really, really cool experience. And that was um, our super fan and protagonist, Seth Aaron, actually drove an hour, almost an hour, yeah. to Columbus just to hang out with us. And we went out and ate, and it was really nice to be able to sit down and put a face to a name. And we just, I mean, we just chilled and joked for like an hour and a half, two hours, standing around in a parking lot, just like, we're just like friends. Yeah, right? just having fun, some casual conversation, and eating good chicken, like Actually, friends yeah. should. It was, <laughs> it was really good chicken. But um, no, that was that, that meant a lot to us that we have uh, listeners out there and uh, friends out there that are willing to do stuff like that. That was really cool. And then right before we were getting ready to leave, Seth went to his car and actually brought us presents. Yeah. Which was, like, so unbelievably cool. Um, so he brought us Funko Pop uh, figures. Calder got Captain America. Yep. And I got Thor, which are our respective favorite comic book characters, characters. in all of comics. So that was, like, such an amazing thing, and we really, really appreciated, like, just that experience. And then... It's reasons like that why we keep coming back to this podcast and doing stuff for you guys and your guys' entertainment and enjoyment. Absolutely. So that was uh, Friday, I think. Yeah, that and was Friday. That was Friday. That's Crazy a wrap day, up. Friday. Um, Saturday. Tell me about Saturday. Saturday was the day. It was all leading up to. So Saturday is Team Nationals. Team Nationals is a $104 buy-in, thank goodness for uh, Origins tax, and you get six boosters of the latest set, which was Avengers Infinity, and you have to build three teams from those six boosters, and there are three members of your team. Uh, it was me and Chris and a guy I knew, also from Sioux Falls, his name was Kevin Nelson, and we decided on the amazing team name, actually Chris gave, me, gave us this name, the Underpogs. Yeah, no, it's a pun that almost no one laughed at. <laughs> the, the, the guy who was registering teams was like, huh, that's funny. Thank you, random WizKids guy, for appreciating our genius. Yeah, no, so we did uh, not the best ever. So well, here's, what, here's what happened. We were sitting down at the table. He starts handing out boosters. We're passing them down like nice folk, and we're passing these boosters down. Let me tell you who's at the end of the table. This is Easton Brock and Howard Brock, all right? Some of the greatest... Some, okay, I'm not going to say great They're really good Heroclix players. As you know, they run the ROC. Also, was a guy, Alex Rosado. I know him. He was from Omaha when I pseudo won a WKO. I got signed on WKO. And we gave them all the good stuff. I'm like, oh, this box is out. Don't worry, guys. We'll get you a fresh case to choose from. That ended up being the absolute worst thing ever. We pulled one Super Rare. It was a Super Rare Prime. It was Starshine. Her normal Super Rare is better than this one. I, my two boosters were two Gigantos. We got two Giant Girls. And who were our other two Colossals? I don't even remember. No, no, one Tony was Tony Stark's car. Yeah, that's what I ended up using in Team... Team. It was horrible. Our, it our... was terrible. We gave Chris... So this is Chris's team. He had Thor, the rare Thor. He made him pilot Tony Stark's car. Then he had Kismet... Sorry, he had her with Kismet on the sideline. My team was the team we all kind of put together. It was two Giant Girls, one at 20 and one at 30. It was Union Jack. Uh, it wasn't Pit Patrol. I get it to somebody. I get it to Kevin. 
Then I had, who else? Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon, and then a Shield Agent. All right, it was actually a solid team. It did really well the first round. We gave Kevin, in my opinion, one of the better teams that we were able to make. It was the Super Rare Prime Starshine. Then it was Javelin. And then it was the Rare Terminator. And then it was Pip the Troll. You don't actually need Pip the Troll on this team. But my strategy was since it was a four, it was a plus four cosmic theme team, I told him to run Wakakanda, since that's the name of the map that's printed. It's not even Wakanda. Good job, boys, kids. I told him to run Wakakanda, since Starshine is the only one of the only characters in Sealed in this set who could ignore hindering terrain for line of fire purposes. I told him to run that map, put Pip the Troll right in front of her, since she also sees through characters and hindering, and just use her as a beast. All the, you know, Space Knights get pluses to defense. And from what I understand, that team actually went really well for him. He went 3-1 and one out of all four of our matches. Just saying I made that team. But he piloted it. He's a good player. Uh, first game went really well for me. Since me and Chris took two hours out, out of our day, out of our Wednesday night, I believe, to research Avengers Infinity. So not only would we kill it in Battle Royales, which Chris did, but also do really well in Team Nationals. But as the day went along... Our hot streak of two and one, and then one uh, and two. <laughs> no, I, by the end of it, I was one and three. You were one and three. And, and I was also one and three. Kevin was actually three and one. I was so impressed. So I was saying this, and I'm not going to lie. I was a little, I was upset at Origins. Probably more so than I should have been. And I probably could have composed myself better than what I did. But those moments when you realize that I could have been playing Battle Royales and actually winning stuff versus being in nationals and wasting $35 to be in nationals, all because my luck was just garbage. As in, my luck was not... That was probably one of the worst strings of bad luck that I have ever had consecutively in hero clicks. As in, and not only was my luck so bad, my, my opponent's luck was so good. We're talking like first... Attack uh, alpha strikes double sixes against my car, so I can't even roll for super senses. We're talking I miss like every shape, every super sense roll that I possibly can. We're talking they hit every shape change that they possibly can. We're talking like everything that could possibly go wrong, it pretty much went wrong. And it was one of those moments where you're like, man, this is supposed to be a game, and games are supposed to be for fun, and I am not having fun at all i was just mad so i was like i don't even want to be here right now there were some times where i thought oh i really wish we would have pulled the moon dragon i hate moon dragon she's not even that great of a character i just don't like i mean like pulling her there are so many moon dragons you pull you get tired of seeing her but i would have killed for tk against some of these teams i had to play against a living tribunal in the third round and i couldn't do anything no one you know i could get up there and i could base him and i could hope i survive until next turn which I did, but Union Jack was, it was hard to get a pulse wave off. It was borderline impossible. You know, just there are some characters in this set, when you give somebody a, a 13 range with top dial sidestep, so an effective 15 or so range once they get sidestepping along, it makes it incredibly hard to actually move across the map when I've got an 8 movement. I think that the only game that I won was not because I was playing well. It was because my opponent was actually rolling worse than I was. Now, if you would have just looked at my rolls, you would have been like, those are not good rolls. He was just rolling worse. That's probably the only reason I won. So, it was just this long string of, you need a six, and I rolled a five. And 
it happens. It's the game, especially when you're worried about or you're playing with a game that is nothing but chance sometimes. Like, you can... And this was chance on top of chance. Like, hopefully we pull something good. And then hopefully our, you know, opponents are semi the same, you know, ish. We're not totally outclassed. And hopefully my dice rolls are good. It's the most chance you can possibly get. And I love sealed. This is coming from a person who absolutely loves sealed. We got just really destroyed. Not only in our polls, but just the way it was. Good players got good polls. When a great player gets good polls, it's really hard for, and I would say me and Chris are solid players, and so is Kevin. So solid players, like okay players, get really bad to mediocre polls. There's not much you can work with. We didn't even get a, a space night. We got... Oh, our oh, like other... a Venom Space Knight. We didn't even get good commons and uncommons. We didn't get one Nick Fury, not one Venom Space Knight. You know, I mean, Star-Lord's pretty solid, but he's not that amazing. Yeah, no, it was just, it was bad all around, and I'm just... Man, I'm already getting mad thinking about it. I'm yeah, just, let's, let's move, on. move on. Leave that behind. I will say this. We did take a picture of, like, what our Day 3 Origins, like, cumulative thing that we got, and we posted that on, um, did you put that on Facebook? I put it on Facebook, yeah. And I believe so. Maybe um, I did. I did manage to get an Orion, which I was very happy about, and then there is a comic book shop that's actually inside of the convention center that there was a box, and the box said $5 rares, super rares, or something like that, and I walked up to the box, and I was like, no way. Is this real? And I reached into the box, and there was a fully completed Infinity Gauntlet for $5. And not only that, but there was a fully completed Brotherhood of Mutants team base for $5. And I was like, is this real right now? I'd always wanted these, really just to display. Is this really only $5? And, and he walks over, what's the sign yeah, say? the guy's like, what's the sign say? And I was like, I'm just checking. He's like, I'm just messing with you, man. A lot of people have asked the same question. I was like... Because if you try to go buy an Infinity Gauntlet right now, it's still going to be over 20 bucks. Yeah, that's a lot. And I was like, why is it so cheap? I think they were just trying to get rid of them. That's okay. I benefited, and it was great. So I'm going to be displaying my fully completed Infinity Gauntlet. I will probably never play with it. Don't care. Always wanted one. Finally got one. So that that was a good thing. I still really I got excited about that. Um, now, on Saturday as well, I did notice that one of the WizKids guys was reaching into the display case for something i was like what's he doing so i walked over and there we walked and we tackled him and he stole everything in the display case we ran no that's not what we did <laughs> so he reaches in there's a tmnt unplugged ctd he reaches into that we thought it was going to be empty turns out it wasn't wasn't he actually pulls out a pack opens the pack and it was a foot ninja i was like Yay. well that was really boring so i put that up on twitter uh and that was that was about it. So, uh, I mean, generally speaking, I'm going to go with I had a really fantastic time with Origins. I did really well in the Battle Royales, and I did really, really poorly in Team Nats. So, it just reaffirmed the whole, like, I never want to be in a competitive event, but I'll do Battle Royales because those are fun for me. I sort of had the same feeling and sort of the opposite in a little more positive note. I really, really, really want to go to more competitive events because I, I want to say someday I can beat those guys. Or at least I want to, like hopefully. Like, ah, uh, I can beat Scott Crampton. Yeah, it's, that one's pretty easy. All right, so do you have anything else that you want to say about Origins before we move on to Community? 
No, sir. That is all. Okay, well, before we move on to community, I just want to remind you guys that Dial H for HeroClix works off the value-for-value value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us some love and leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, and Protagonist. Heroic rank level-ups occur the first episode of every month, which will be, two, I believe, two episodes from now. So uh, don't forget to jump on that. Your names appear and your uh, names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community. So we would really appreciate that as far as jumping on to the Dial H bandwagon. But let's go to community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! As always on Tuesday, we put a Community Tuesday question up on Facebook and as well on the Twitters. Um, this week... We, uh, we decided not to do it on Reddit as well because we... We, we knew there was going to be a lot to talk about with Origins going on. For sure. Yep. So, um, the Community Tuesdays question that we have for this week, let me scroll past the 75 things that I posted for... Uh, Community Tuesday question. What are some of your favorite and least favorite sculpts in Heroclix? Are the qual Is the quality getting better or worse or staying about the same? Well, how about you start off, Calder, and then we'll go from there. I'd have to say, I think some of the sculpts are getting better. We're seeing, for sure, better paint jobs in the super rare to rare category. I think uh, some of the the colossal figures, these sculpts were all pretty solid. There even was some reuse there, but I liked the way most of the sculpts looked. And I have to say, I'm kind of digging it, but and, you know, as the rarity gets lower, the sculpts just tend to be not as good. You know, There's more standing around poses that I first noticed in the Spider-Man set we got a few years back. Just felt like everybody was just waiting for the bus, you know? And I, I don't like sculpts like that. I'm actually going to go a much more positive route just because I've been playing for as long as I have. So if you look back to the, the days of the Infinity Challenge compared to what now, it is hands down much better. I think that they did such a fantastic job on a lot of these Colossals. Dials aside... They did really well on the Colossal Sculpts. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we are getting super rares out there that, and some chases out there that are so unbelievably good. I'm looking at you, Man Bat. I'm looking at you, Iceman. They're still so amazing. There was one, uh, a Man Bat, that was uh, at the Cool Stuff Inc. booth that we had to pop into um, oh, yeah. while we were at Origins. And I just looked into the display case and I saw that thing again. I was like, no wonder this one sculpt of the year on that reward or that award ceremony award for, ceremony. for that year because it, it's just so good but we did get a lot of answers from you guys on twitter and on facebook call it why don't you start us off with our first answer nick zim on facebook adventures infinity were really good but you need the to qualify this question because some of the old stuff from early days is really terrible it is. It's, it's it is. horrible. You mentioned them as having like potato face. Yeah. That's what yeah, yeah it, they couldn't bad. even paint eyeballs back then. No. So the fact that they're getting the uh, eye paint on the eyes now. Well, now they have like some weird stamp that like does the eyebrow and the eyes or whatever. Make well, it look really nice. Whatever they're doing, it looks a lot better it looks than what way it did. Better. So my first answer from Twitter is going to be from Tiamu, our man from Finland. Said some of the some of my favorites are No Man's Land, Nightwing, Batgirl duo. Chase, Speeding Bullets, Batman, and Age of Ultron, Black Panther. Least favorite is Mr. Potato Head, Ultimates, Captain America, 
did him a disservice. That's when he's like, what, raising his shield, looking straight up at the sketch? Yeah. yeah. That one's pretty weird. He, uh, he, he finished it off by saying, I think overall the sculpts are trending towards okay to great, especially rare and up. Bad ones are mostly unfit and sculpt reuse instead of straight up fugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Turner, the key from Hypertime, will always be one of my favorite sculpts. That's actually a really solid sculpt. Never seen it. Yeah, no, if you, if you don't have the chance, or if you've never seen it, go look it up on AC Realms. Even to this day, you're like, wow, that was pretty decent back then. Mm. Mr. Clicksflick said, favorite would be Smoky Foot Cap from Hammer of Thor. Least favorite is probably Brave and the Bolt. I think he meant the whole set. The entire Brave and the Bold set? I guess. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that smoking for cap, so I will agree. Peter Zachary, my personal favorite is the old Rev set Owlman, and my recent one is Spider-Punk, which is really sick. He's shredding the guitar on top of all the amps. Uh, some sculpts are improving, but a bunch have gone downhill. The decline has helped me improve my modding skills. So there's a little... Silver lining to that, I guess. Hey, send us some pictures in of your modding. That way we oh, can absolutely. throw them up on uh, Facebook and on Twitter, and we can all look at them and enjoy. Jason Levine said, Right now, I would say my least favorite are the reused sculpts between the TMNT sets. Agreed. Uh, Ma Thea from Facebook, his favorite sculpt is Hellboy number 87. So I believe all the Hellboys kind of the same sculpt, except there's one that had a sword. Yeah. Sweet. One came in... Three of them were in the actual yep. set proper, and one, one of them was, the was in like BPRD a scenario whatever. set or yeah. something like that. His least favorite is Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which was actually the chase for the hobby store. And the quality is slowly improving. I do like how the chase figures are, but it's a bit more, you know, the chase figures are more defining than the curse set stuff. Citizen Collectible said, best X-Men 2099's junk pile for sure. That is so weird that he, like, that's a throwback right there. Yeah. Um, the Civil War Prize Namor on his throne. The Crouching Black Goliath from Civil War. Superior Foes Doc Ock. Days of Future Past Mystique Halfway Through Shapeshifting. Those are all solid sculpts and, and at least unique. Um, the worst. World's Finest Element Man just standing there. <laughs> You're a big element. Uh, I love Element Man. He was on my team in the winner WKO. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> okay, at least the major force or whatever guy, he was just all one color. Element Man, he was four different colors. <laughs> at least four different colors, okay? He's sitting there with his arms crossed because he's tired of taking it from you, all right? He's like, enough of this. Get out of my face. Leave me alone. I don't got to take this standing here. I got the periodic table at my fingertips. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Superhero or supervillain, Lucas Van Holland. My least favorite sculpts are the blatant middle fingers given in the What If and Elseworlds set. It is inexcusable. The sculptor use is abhorrent. The best sculpt of all time is Uncanny X-Men Iceman. Convince me otherwise. I won't try. I'm not going yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not to try. Um, Lucas, by the way, is one of the people we got to meet. We did, yeah. At, at Origin. So, uh, thanks, man. But my next answer from Twitter is going to be from protagonist and superfan Seth Aaron said... Oh, his tweet, Twitter name this week is See You at the Party, Richter. Spider-Punk and Sketch Mr. Freeze are my favorite sculpts. They're getting way better, but the reuse is killing me. That's the first sketch on the uh, the list here. I think it's the only sketch it's on the, the list. It's the only sketch. Oh, man. TJ Hamilton. No Man's Land, Poison Ivy, and the Phoenix Five Magic are two of my all-time favorites. 
Avengers 001, Captain America is probably the worst, the all-time worst. That hurt my feelings a lot. Uh, <laughs> but he's right. It's the the Avengers set, which means it's the Ultimate Captain America, who, yeah, potato face. He has a huge head, super skinny body, really weird. And then Nick Zim replied, Umar from Critical Mass disagrees, which is obviously a much worse skull. <laughs> By the way, that's the only Umar figure they've ever made. <sighs> so they really need to re-click her because I had this... Uh, little theme going of Doctor Strange and his villains. It's yeah. actually sitting like five feet from me, and Umar is one of them. It's like Dormammu's sister, huh. except for you. It it sucks. It's so bad. So I didn't even want to put it over there. Uh, we have another superhero or supervillain. It's a little plastic superhero. Said late to the party. By the quality of sculpts, I feel have stayed the same the past four years or so. However, super rares took a small dip with what if. And Elseworlds last summer. Best sculpt is probably Iceman. Worst sculpt is World's Finest Element Man. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Rewind the podcast and just so you can, I, so I can yell at you again, but put your name in instead. Ah, the audible disgust. J.R. Smith. Honestly, the sculpt doesn't mean to me as much. Doesn't mean <laughs> as much to me as the dial. This man's all business, as you can see. As long as I can see a resemblance to the character that the dial portrays, I'm good. If I had to pick, though, my favorite is Phoenix Force Resource. My least favorite is any zombie superhero or villain. Not a horror fan. How dare you? How dare you? Zombies are awesome. They look so cool. I love the way they do those sculpts. But okay, I'm going to quit accusing people now, I guess. <laughs> Whatever, man. All right, we have Enrageous. And I think the newest sets have been consistently good overall. DC is usually better. There are always a few fails or head scratchers, but overall, I'm glad they try new concepts and ideas. I'm going to say fail on Hot Dog Daredevil, again, from What If. Jane Thor, for sure. Um, uh, I love all the Oreo double figure base, double base figures. They all came out so well, and I'm three pieces from having all of them. Looking at you, make out Wonder Woman. What is it? What is WWSSLE? Not really sure. Wonder Woman and Superman set LE. Yeah, okay. That was actually a con exclusive. It was a Superman and Wonder Woman All right. making out. That's, that's probably why he's missing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Golden Age KCs were awesome as well. Clobber in Time was hot, burnt garbage. Um, It had one of the best sculpts for Thor ever, man. It was just missing lightning. Yeah. <laughs> I actually finally got to see that. It was really cool. Ronnie Whelan, Alicaster. He's a super, super fan. Super villain Alicaster slash super fan. He's got so many titles. Yeah, so, so many titles. Sculpt of the super rares are getting amazing, but others, in my opinion, are getting worse slash sculpt abuse. Terrible. Space Monkey Jesse. They should just make the chases look freaking amazing. Like, it starts off crappy, then the higher the rarity, the better the detail the scope becomes. I, do, I really don't want that to happen, though. If that happens, then no. they'll be even more pricey. I guess that means your commons and uncommons are going to be even more like 25 cent range and stuff like that. So at least there's that. Blake Craig on Facebook. There are so many great sculpts out there and my collection is heavily weighted with cool looking versus what I pulled out of the box. I really like the Double Dinosaur from Superior Plus Spider-Man, but there are just too many to choose. I agree, Double Dinosaur looks awesome. And it actually performed really well. It does. Um, yeah. The free action for poop throwing, that's what we called it. Oh, Devil Dinosaur from Spirit of Spider-Man. Yes. 
That's no, I was, I was going the other that's way. That's not the newest one. It's the uh, Spitting Out Pogs with the Ascot. No, that's a good one, too. Yeah, that's a good awesome. one, too. Although, I really like the sculpt from the newest one, too. Oh, I love the sculpts from the newest ones. Yeah, they look cool. Although, I did um, roll double ones throwing poop at myself during one of the Battle Royale. Really? Yeah, I really did. That's that, that free action attack that I just terrible. did for funsies, I was like, okay, why don't I just take damage? That was fun. Uh, Chris Kurtz, I have so many I love. Green Lantern Batman, Yondu, Samurai Gwen, Zombie Chases. There you go. Hey. The whole Street Fighter set. Don't like reuse, especially Turtles. Fair enough. My last one on Facebook. Loyal Miller. Uh, yeah. I like the looks of the new 2x2 two two Hulk and, ha and the newest Vision. Uh, it does not help that I got seven of them. Out of the <laughs> 18 packs I have opened of this set, I think the most most part the sculpts are getting better but can always improve maybe figure out a new bonding element so i don't get so many broken guys in my new pack I, amen brother i always bring super glue to any whiz kids events and i used it four times at origins including someone's broken quasar during team nationals yeah he <laughs> this is the kind of man that calder is he shows up and fixes other people's hero clicks like oh man hey hold on give that to me let me fix yeah. that for you so, um, all right, we have Vigilante Michael Miller said, my favorite sculpt is Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy or the Chase Star-Lord set from this, uh, Char Chase Star-Lord from the same set. My least favorite is the AI common Black Widow. Maybe that is just because she is so bad. And she is. She is so hot garbage. Terrible. When you open a booster with her in it at the Battle Royale, you're like, no, oh, she's going to come back to me, isn't she? You get her and like, ugh. Dude, one of the Battle Royales that we played, we pulled four. In the same, oh. like, I'm not joking, every one of our packs had a, a Black Widow in it. That's terrible. It was insane. And when we did Snake Draft draft at the end, one of the guys ended up with all four. Why? Because he was intentionally choosing them because he thought it was funny. He's like, <laughs> I'm starting an army. I was like, good on you, man. Which is really ironic because if he plays them all together. They're worse. It's a theme team, which means she doesn't get her trade. Her plus one to attack and defense. Yeah, oh, that's man. really sucky. So I'm just going to rattle through a couple. Of, I have four more on Twitter. Uh, Tyler Murin said, I got to say most of my favorites are like the ones of The Flash where they use a lot of lightning or the really detailed ones like um, Man Bat or Iceman. There's just something about the Jolly Rancher plastic figures that gets me. And that actually... Um, it made me think about what my favorite one was, which we'll get into our favorites, but that's a little precursor. Uh, Coach Step said, quality is incredible compared to the first few sets. Reset Iceman sculpts are amazing. Can you beat the KC Green Lantern? Uh, yeah, just poison him. Oh, you're talking about sculpt. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has, does he have invul? No, he only has 20 defensive willpower. What? Okay. I said only a 20 defense. Uh, so Coach Step said, oh no, I'm sorry. Cody Williams said, they're getting better overall. Of course, occasionally you get a bad one. King Shark is real good. Casey Green Lantern is still a favorite. I guess I forget the bad ones. Which, actually, <laughs> we try to forget bad stuff in our life. Yep. Uh, the recent Rare Nova had a strangely long neck. I didn't notice, I didn't notice that, that at either. all. But, actually, okay. there's one over there. On Grab that real quick. I want to know. Is it strangely long? It's a little long. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a long I, I, gold can, neck. I can see that. Okay. And the last answer we have is from Michael Fedora said, They got a lot better, and since War of Light, they have consistently stayed the same great quality. Amazing how much detail they can put on something so small. Whoa, Michael Fedora, try not to kiss WizKids butt too much. <laughs> Just kidding, man. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, Calder, your favorite sculpt? It's a tie between the Earth-X Captain America and the Captain Iron America from Civil War. Alright, those are solid. I don't know if this is my favorite, but it, it did remind me of this because of the Jolly Rancher plastic comment, and that's going to be the Avengers Prime. I, oh, that's I, beautiful. I really liked it yep. so much. Now, they've gone downhill, and it's hard to play them since Power Creep is definitely a thing in this game. But it's still so cool with the lightning, with Thor, and Iron Man's repulsor ray coming out of his chest. Yep. It's, like, so fantastic. So, uh, as we always do put on Tuesday, we put the question up on Twitter and Facebook. If this is the first time you've been t you tuned into Dial H, make sure you jump onto either Facebook or Twitter. Answer those questions, and you can be part of the community. Another thing we like to do in the community is give a shout out to happy birthdays if you have a birthday in our community. And this week we have uh, two birthdays. Two actually. birthdays. We have Christopher Smotherman, which is on June twenty second, and we have Mrs. Alacaster. Uh, Ronnie just said his wife, so we'll go with that. Her birthday on the sixteenth, which was yesterday. Okay, and at Dial H, it's not just a regular happy birthday; it's a official Dial H for Hero Clicks Arabian happy birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you! It's so obnoxious. I love it so much. It's beautiful. All right. I don't know if we have anything else before we sign off. Do you have anything? I think that's all, Chris. Okay. Well, this has been Dial H for Hero Clicks. And before we go, I'd just like to read off. Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Nice job.